awesome. Okay. Hey, everybody. I'm Dr. Missy Hood with the 50 Minute Rev. Good to see everybody today. Let some people load up here for a second. Hope you guys are having a great week. I have had a great week. I'm glad it's Friday. It's been so busy. It's been so, so busy. And if you haven't checked out, by the way, I wanted to tell you guys, our website is up and running. You can go over there and check us out at Ezekiel's-Wheel.org. Ezekiel's-Wheel.org. I'll put it up in the chat feature here. Ezekiel's-Wheel.org to help you guys go check us out over there. Uh, we've got new, uh, brand new, um, new modules for you guys, a new series. It's called... Uh, Hey, it's good to see you, Sue. I'm so glad. I love this so much better. I really like this. Um, but if, if you guys are needing help with uh, what's been coming at you lately, good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon. I can finally see your chat big and live. Good afternoon, Facebook. Good afternoon, YouTube. It's always glad to see you guys. I'm going to fade that out real quick. But yeah, we've got our new series up right now. Um, it's called Deadly Charged. And you're going to want to go check it out if you're a leader for your congregation. You've been hammering away at us for a year now. We've been trying to figure out a way and how God wanted us to handle it <clears throat> with regard to um, getting people free without them killing us. It's kind of like people grabbing hold of the lifeguard. And how's the sound over here, by the way, before I go any further? But before I go any further, does it sound okay with you guys? No, no like lagging and stuff like that. Is it better? Hopefully. But anyway, it, it, we had to have a safe way to do it um, for our people because we worked really, really hard. Praise God. I'm so happy. But we had to have a really safe way for our people to continue on doing the mandate of God here while we figured out a way, the way God wanted us to handle helping the populace. So if that's you, go check out the new series. Again, it's called Deadly Charged. It's $899. It's expensive. We did it that way on purpose and God's directive. Uh, you, you put your money in what you value. You can you can disperse the charges if you're a big group of people. Cost you if you have 40 or 50 people, maybe I don't know, maybe 30, 40, 50 bucks a piece. I don't know, but it's worth the investment. We give you high power tools, very, very high power tools. <clears throat> and it helps you to step into your new very, very, very quickly. I also included as a freebie uh one of my deliverance videos that's not originally wasn't part of the module. But I thought, you know, that's a really good starting place. And, and we try to explain to you guys also why it's in big groupings instead of just focusing on cursings. Because cursings, uh, you may have some cursings that you know about, but not everybody's struggling with the same thing. So we teach you how to deal with the things that people are dealing with every day everyday things that they're dealing with at that moment, those emotions. And then you take everybody through those deliverances for all those emotions for everybody there. So that may be a little bit bigger of a task. If you're in a larger body, you may want to break it down to home groups, go check out the series. We'll explain that there. Anyway, welcome to the 15 minute row. I'm Dr. Missy Hood. I'm glad to have you with me today. Thank you, Margaret Rowe. Um, we want to show her, um, her work that she does. She does exquisite work. She works the red carpet. <clears throat> You'll find this video over on our website as well. She has uh, dressed and styled people like Christian, uh, Christian Quintrell. Um, gosh, forgive me. Stephanie Pratt. There's another one. Um, good Lord. Uh, what was the lady that was married to Seal? T Tia Carrera. She styled a lot of red carpet people. Molly Sims. 
Go check out her work. They love her stuff. So do we. But you're going to want to check it out for you. She's got some beautiful stuff there. But thank you, Margaret, for sponsoring the Rev today. We always appreciate everything that you do. So now what about you? What's going on with you today? I'm so excited to be here. I'm so grateful to get these kinks worked out. But you know what? We do what we have to do. We just do what we got to do. So this is what the title is for you. It's called The Joseph's Coming Through, um, Judgment Sting, and God's Presence is Not Contained. <clears throat> Joseph's are coming through. Judgment Sting, and God's Presence is Not Contained. And, so, you know, if you don't know anything about the Lord, he is really, really strict in this hour about how we approach him. If you're saying you're God's child and you're not behaving like God, woo, there's a problem. There's a problem there already from the, from the get-go. So this is the new place we find ourselves in. But Ezekiel's will <clears throat> has been challenged with this and how to teach people how to tell time again. And so for those of you um, who've been struggling with how to enter in, we're trying to teach you this. This is what the whole uh, uh, the whole motive of the 50-minute the rev is about. We give you an overview of what's going on prophetically. We try to show you what's coming at you warfare-wise. And so um, this is what witchcraft is trying to stop you with, though. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. They hit my voice bad. Can you pray against that, please? But witchcraft is trying to really, they're getting really, really intimidated, first of all, by the progression of the Josephs. But if you are Joseph, this is the good news for you. Um, it's not really containing you at all. <laughs> because God will not be contained. That's the good news for you. And so I'm really, really excited about that. But God is having his way in this hour with judgment walking into the room, beginning to dethrone the demonic. So if that's you, if you're choosing to stay in the old you, guess who's not coming through? And that's going to be a problem for you if you don't change or choose to change and be changed. So hallelujah to that. <clears throat> but the enemy's madder than hell about that. <clears throat> Pardon me, please. Because all those siding with Satan are actually committing treason right now. And they're losing the fight as we, the bride, are entering into the king's chamber with all of his might. That's what's happening for you, Joseph. And so you can feel it. I mean, you can really feel it right now. You can feel the intensity of it. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. <clears throat> you can sense it. And so we're seeing things being contained. If you're seeing this in the natural, this is the good news. God showed me this just today when I was writing this out. He said, you're seeing things contained at the border right now which is indicative that things are now being contained spiritually. Hallelujah, because we are so freaking tired of this crap. I'm tired of it in the natural, and I'm tired of it by the Spirit, but I am so happy, so happy. So we can come on through as God's bride, praise God, and we can come inside. And so law and order are coming back, and woe be those who got off track, because in this season, <clears throat> there are heavy consequences for the arrogant who thought that nobody would hold them accountable. Lord's saying, how do you like that? How do you like that? I told you for a whole year. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. <clears throat> he told us for a whole year. He was bringing us through into our new. And then the laws were narrowing too. And they're going to continue to as we come on through as the bride. So everybody else who's stuck outside, if you choose not to change and be changed, guess who's going to get stuck? That's what's the. That's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. So we want you to come inside. 
<clears throat> that's why we made the modules for you. Please go check those out if you're a leader. Please do check them out and get your people free. So anyway, this is what he got to say for all of you people right now. And this is what I found really interesting, actually, because I wondered, have you ever heard of the, the analogy called a good time Charlie? A good time Charlie. Those are people that only come around when you have good times or when things are easy or when you're prospering. They're users. They're users, basically. We have a lot of those in the body of Christ or in the fake church. A lot of these people are in the fake church. And, and you know, it's interesting to me because I cannot believe, I feel like Nehemiah right now. <clears throat> was it Nehemiah who didn't want to go to Nineveh? No, it was Nehemiah who built the wall. Um, but who, who was the guy that didn't want to go to Nineveh? <laughs> I forget his name. I feel like that guy. And because he knew God was going to set him free. Not that I'm trying to be mean-spirited. But it was just like, you know what? After all the suffering these people have committed and put us through. But God is a merciful God. So God bless you. I mean, so he really, but he's tired of the good time Charlie mentality is what he's trying to tell you. The Jonas. Yes, I feel like a Jonah. Thank you so much. But you know what? Everybody deserves a second chance. That's the bottom line. He gave me one. He gives, he gives you one. I know, right? Go ahead. But um, he's tired of the good time Charlies, though, because these are the types that sit on a fence. And so we're getting into that. I'm getting ahead of myself. But he's he's saying to these people, these good time Charlies who stay in lukewarmness, staying on the fence, just in case they're wrong, just in case they're wrong. Have you noticed these types, too? And so they're pretending to be God's best. But all along, they're failing the test. And now they're missing God's best because of their own arrogance. When God clearly said, it was you who are to be tested, not me, says the Lord. You're not testing God. He's You're not waiting on God. He's waiting on you to step on through. And so the Lord said, you're not testing me. <clears throat> and so you, and because of that, a lot of people are fixing to see they're standing outside until they decide who's really king. The Lord says, is it me or is it you? That's what he's trying to help you make up your mind about is the Lord the Lord of your life sincerely or are you the God of your life where you're trying to play God over everybody and everything, abusing the word of God and all that you pray and putting much people through suffering? Can you all play over technology too? pray over technology connections too, please, for protection? Thank you so much. So anyway, the Lord says, you're not testing me. I'm testing you. And let's get that. Let's get that cleared really, really quickly now. Because if you want to come through, then you're going to learn to do things as I do, not as your flesh does things. So the Lord says, I've already spewed many of you good time Charlie's out. Those of you who sit on the fence because I'm a God who doesn't mince his words when I told you to choose this day which master you would serve so that you would learn to discern the truth from man's lies. <clears throat> Those are the things that kept you in your old by and by, a fake religious system which has held mankind in prison through man's faulty perceptions. Mm. Okay, so you good time Charlies who had no faith or trust. You have now been put on the same shelf as those that at the base of my mountain until you decide whose heart you should dwell. Are you dwelling in your own heart? That's the enemies, by the way. That's the flesh. Are you coming into the heart of the king? Which requires a little bit of suffering. So the Lord's saying, for those of you who chose to trust me, you're choosing the divine as a Joseph to where all of mankind can see the real from the fake because of my presence here, which is here to shake all faulty systems. 
he's telling us the truth between or telling us the difference between the truth and the lie. And so now we're seeing the power of the king, the presence of the king and those vessels who are choosing to operate in him. And so and we're also seeing those who have compromised and they're beginning to feel judgment sting because they're now being forced down to the base of God's mountain because they tried to climb it illegally Ooh, without being invited in, as Moses was told by God. And, you know, if you know me and you've been listening to the Rebs for any length of time, you should also know that God's been telling us for an entire year now, get out of the old by and by. And a lot of people are like, oh, what does she know? I don't know anything other than what God tells me. I'm just a a vessel that he hopefully speaks through. But I do know in C1, C2, and C3, especially C3, you have to be invited in by the king into the higher dimensions of God's spirit, the seven spirits of God. You don't get to come in any old way. And so that's being invited to climb because you obeyed him in the prior two seasons ahead of that time. So when God told Israel back way back when, he said, keep them at bay from me or they will surely see death sting for disobedience and not adhering to the king. Because going before God cost Moses something. It'll cost you too. You will have to go through some suffering if you want to come in. And so I think that's been the, the, the hardest lesson for these hard-headed people or for the fake church. Because it, and there are still some good people there. I do want to say that I feel like that, that group of people that God's going after He's got the Jonah prophets going after. Maybe, maybe not all of you are Jonah, but he's there's some people that got caught up in that system by accident. They didn't mean to get caught up there. And so I think a lot of them are thinking, well, what do I do? You know, is this true or is this is this the truth or is this the truth? They're 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 gauging the two realities and they're trying to figure out which one is God's truth because it's very confusing right now. Well, God's not on the God of confusion. So this is the thing, though. Thank you, Lord. If you don't enter into the trust test, you will never see God's best because you're not going to know. God's saying faith is an act and the action is in the doing. And so the only thing you have to go on is that you have to look at what the current system is offering you and say, is it is it rendering transformation? Is it changing me? Or is it allowing me to stay the same in my old ways? Because God's into true intimacy. <clears throat> he wants to get to know you at deeper levels as the ancient of days. And so here we go. Exodus 15 through 19. And it's also Exodus 17, 7. It says, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Are you bored? Are you bored with the current process right now? Because it's been a while. It's been taking a time or two. I don't know about you. I've, I've been thinking here and there until yesterday. I was so grateful for last night. And I, and I was almost going to preach that word that we taught our team today. And Lord said, no, that's not for the public. That's for this team and people that choose to come deeper into the depths of God. But man, what a word. It's like the presence of the Father, the weighty presence rested on us this morning. And it was just absolutely phenomenal. I mean, just phenomenal. And so anyway... What he's saying right now is to prepare ye the way of the Lord. All you Elijahs, all you prophets of truth. That's the song God's singing to you. So he's saying for us to tell his people too. He's saying, 
It's easy to sing when circumstances are good for you or when they're comfortable. It's easy to be happy then. It's easy to say, oh, God's such a good God. He's just so good. Oh, he's so faithful. Oh, 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 until difficulty. And then you're like, okay. I don't know about you. This is how sometimes I get. I'm just like, mm, 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 mm. God, you're good. You're just good all. Oh, I just praise you, Jesus. You have to make yourself praise your way all the way through. Because that's the only thing that's going to get, I mean, it's going to carry you. It's the only thing that's going to carry you is the truth of praise. And so when you feel on top of the world, or when you're so sure you've heard from God, <clears throat> you're okay with God. You're okay with everything. But when difficulty strikes, that's when God's calling you to trust him. He's trying to teach us to trust him and take him at his word for everything that he's walking us through, even right now in all things so we can enter in. It's again, the trust test. It's the trust test. And it takes faith to sing when you're suffering, especially in a desert reality, or when you hear ye prepare ye the way of the Lord, because God expects us to walk it out, live out our faith, which is also part of the trust test, because this is the way of Yahweh. So, this is the same thing that Israel faced when Israel was called out of Egypt and they were like, they were, yeah, 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 go, let's go. Thank you for rescuing us, Moses. Thank you so much. And they were just, just, just gung ho, absolutely gung ho until they got a little deeper into the test. And then it got difficulty to stay in. It got difficult to stay in rest and God's rest. And so for the weary, are you weary right now? God's saying, are you weary? Because these words are probably heard with discouragement. That's hard to pull yourself back up and say, yes, I believe. I believe you, God. I believe you told me to start this test out and trust. And, and, I, and I believe you when you when, what, what you told me at the very beginning. But <clears throat> staying faithful all the way through to the end. That's a whole, that's a whole nother part of that conversation. And the only thing I know to tell you, intercessor, is that when God, when I get tired and I don't know, I'm not sure what God is doing. I have to make myself remember what God told me at the beginning. And I have to set my face like Flint and flip a switch on my emotions because my emotions have nothing to do with my faith. Matter of fact, your emotions or a light, if you, a power switch, if you will, for the enemy to pull you out of faith because they're the bridge that allows him to come into your mind, which affect your feelings. And he usually starts with thoughts, by the way, which affect your emotions. And so if, if I know something's a lie or something's not truthful in what God initially told me, I'm going to be striking those things down. Nope, that's not God. Nope, that's not God. Thinking about what you're thinking about so you can come on through into your new, but you're tired right now because you've placed your faith in your own timetable. You know that, right? You placed your faith in your time about when you thought these things were going to come to pass. And God's ways aren't our ways, right? God's time's not even our time. So when God stated to us all, he said, I made you full able to step into the new reality of time. By choosing to step into the divine. Because God told us clearly, time is mine. Right? So the reality then that we're facing is having to deal with our own expectations. 
and what we expected to see by a certain time frame. And God says, your ways aren't my ways. Okay, stay the course, stay the course. You're doing just great. You're doing just great. So the truth of this matter then is some of you have refused for those who aren't seeing any changes. So the changes that you should be seeing are inside of you. Okay, you're not seeing the outside changes yet, but you most definitely should be seeing inner heart changes because as you stay the course of time, faith is starting to align with the divine or with the Lord in you to where you're actually coming on through to because that dream, Joseph, is becoming so big on the inside of you, just like Jesus told you it would do, that now you know he has no choice but to bring you through and to bring that thing to pass. That's what Joseph had to hang on to. And why is it so hard for Americans? I think because we're, we're such a spoiled society. And, and we forget what it's like to be tested. And we, we forget what it's like to trust God because we are so invested in our own flesh. Oh, well, if God's not going to do it, I'm just going to do it myself. If you're not going to, I just do it myself. I can only count on me. It'll get you in trouble. It'll get you in big trouble when you step out of the faith test and into a fleshly reality. But the trust test is where we're all being challenged now. And it's forcing us to look at ourselves instead of being placed on a shelf. Therefore, this is why we're seeing double-minded people keeping one foot on the fence, thinking God's going to allow them to enter in. These are the good time Charlies. We're like, well, if, if I'll just, I'll hear, I'll put my, my foot in over here in case I'm wrong. And I'll keep my foot in over here with these folks. Get Make up your mind. Make up your mind. Either God is a God who, who doesn't lie, or he's the biggest liar that ever lived. But you need to get yourself out of the old by and by. Make up your mind which side is true. Because the Lord says, I'm looking at you and I've got you in a test. Not me. God's not tested by us. He tells us not to test him. But God said he's made you full able to step into his truth, into his reality. But you got to get rid of you. So God has clearly stated for these folks. If you continue on on the fence, you don't want to get your foot caught on a fence. Just, just get your foot off there. Get it off there. Make up your mind. Take a chance on God. He never lies. If he told you something from the very beginning, he's going to finish what he started. And I think that's the hardest part to step into is when you think to yourself, I don't know about you, but for me, it's like when I think about that and I'm thinking, can I trust him? Can I trust him? He's not going to disappoint me as in, you know, like men, when people tell me things that they're going to do and that they are so fickle and screwy sometimes that they fall through. But that's the flesh. That is the flesh of men. That's the flaws of men. But when God tells you something, he's that's how he's used. That's what he's used. He's given us big dreams, big things that are about to come true. And it's learning to co-create with him. As we decree a thing, decree a thing, decree a thing. And see, if you want to proof in the pudding about that, why do you think the enemy is hitting you so hard right now? Because you're being effective in prayer and you're stepping up into the presence of God and the divine nature is getting you there because you're helping God by getting rid of you to help him to come on through and use your vessel by getting cleaned up. So the power of God is now showing up. Interesting. So, <clears throat> God says, if you're not 
If you're not just choosing to stay the same on you, I'm going to spew you out for refusing to deal with your doubt because I know your true heart condition. And that isn't to serve me or kingdom. It's to continue serving self, which depicts a fleshly heart position. So it's just time to get honest with yourself. It's not like he doesn't see it. I mean, I don't know who we think we're hiding from. And it's not like God doesn't know what's ailing us either. But for those of you who have been faithful and who are tired and who are honest, you're being honest with him. Lord says, I'm fixing to refresh you. And Lord says, you're already starting to see that starting to rear its head around you where even though you've been just dead dog tired and thinking, I don't know if I'm going to make it through. That's usually the end of a test, by the way. When you th- you're worried about not being able to make it, God's like, it's coming to a test. Your test is coming to an end and you're entering into my rest. And so God's saying, I'm getting ready to refresh you, Joseph, because the Josephs in this season, they're the faithful few. And God's saying, I'm refreshing you as I bring you through. And you're about to become history makers who put the devil on the run because you chose to believe me. You chose to believe the heart of the king as I've been refining you in your suffering which means you'll soon see all that I have for thee. Which says, it's about here. It's about here. And I've been seeing this for two days, two days. And I'm just like, wow, I, I, I don't even know what to say anymore. I'm so excited and I'm so grateful. I'm just extremely grateful. But, you know, every test has an ending day. You know that, right? Every test has an ending day. God's not going to leave you in a testing season. We just have to choose to participate with them. So don't get stuck lingering in Elam. That's what he's saying, like Israel did. Israel got stuck when they were supposed to just be pilgrims and not residents because the Jews got caught up in their continual questioning of God. When are we going to get there? When are we going to get there, God? Kind of like God was driving them to six flags. They were expecting to be entertained all along the way. And when are we going to get there, God? Where's our there there? When are we going to get there? When are we going to eat or drink? What, what are we going to do? Demanding the king to end their suffering. That's a spirit of entitlement, by the way. When, you, when are we going to get there? Complaining all the way. When are we going to get there? Because what these people were actually struggling with, if you know the truth, um, they were struggling with an old appetite and a belonging for old manna or slave mentality. That that thinking, if I just had stayed back in Egypt, if I just stayed, then I wouldn't be going through all this garbage. What is there to go back to? Think about that. There's nothing to go back to. Because back there is the old you. That's what caused all this mess before this time that hindered you from coming through. So at least now you got transformation working for you and you've got heaven building around you. So God's got us in a place now, Joseph, where he's wanting you to enjoy the new food he has for us so we can truly climb into the divine. And new food usually requires new mindsets. It requires new paradigms, new uh, new terms that we may not might not have heard in the old by and by. So that's why I feel like we're talking about the clock of God. We're talking about the Maseroth. Um, Gosh, we're talking about, um, gosh, I'm going to find my notes from this morning. I so want to read you this about the justice. But can I read this last part? God? Because 
it's just so good. It's just, just so, so good. And if you know anything, I was asking, I was studying last night. I don't want to get too far into this because I don't want to get off track. But I was studying last night about Ezekiel's wheel. And I was studying about Joseph. And and, and then I found this, this part. And I said, what does Joseph have anything to do with Ezekiel's wheel, God? And he said, it's everything. It has everything to do with Ezekiel's wheel. Because Joseph was the truest timekeeper. He knew how to walk with the cloud by day, the pillar of fire by night. And in ancient times, you can see that people understood what was written in the stars. And understood, they understood the star and the planet names and their positionings. And they understood that those things had significant for significance for their time. So, however, because of the church getting into lukewarmness and getting away from truth, they got it stuck in the old by and by. Somewhere through time, we lost that knowledge. We lost that ability to be good, healthy timekeepers and being able to move through God's heart. So we stepped outside of where God initially wanted to impart that type of wisdom to us. And so God can't dwell where sin is. And if you know anything about the devil, the devil used to be the lead strategist around the throne of God. Hey, Donna G. He used to be the lead strategist around the throne of God to where he watched the word. God is the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. So God is the word. He was with God all day, all night. So he was around the word all day and all night. He surely had to have learned a few things during this time. He's not stupid. Devil's not stupid. So what happened was that I believe this is just like Dr. Mosley telling you this. I believe the devil observed the spiritual laws to figure out how to force God to draw back from mankind because of generational sin, causing us to step out of the divine. How? Through bloodline cursings. So guess what the enemy focused on? Because we used to not have to deal with this all the time. All of our bloodline stuff. Think about that. When I was like three or four or five, we weren't worried about I didn't hear about that in church. I didn't know about any of this stuff. I didn't even think about my family having issues. I know that, you know, Uncle Uncle Johnny or blah, blah, blah. You hear about some of these people and be like, okay, we'll pray for you. We love you. We'll pray for you. But we didn't get, we weren't just pummeled with this stuff like we are now. We want to know how we got pummeled with it? The occult. The occult in the 2000s, when they opened up these portals over hell, and they opened hell's portals over the United States, over regions, very strategically, by the way, to release demons into our atmospheres to affect mankind, to get us into sin and suffering, to break spiritual laws so the generational cursings would start just blowing up all over the place. They got us to sin against God because demons are really powerful things. So let me tell you, you're a spirit, God's a spirit, the devil's a spirit. Whichever spirit you submit to is the spirit that flows through you. And if you have hurt already or broken down courts, outer court, inner court, gates are torn down, guess what spirit you're subjected to? You're subjected to the demons in your bloodline or the demons in your atmosphere until you get your butt in gear and you start getting deliverance to get those things re-adhered. Fixed. Simplicity. Fixed. Get them fixed. So let's get back to Joseph. Here it is. The stars in Joseph's dream and the Maseroth and Jacob's son. Remember two reps ago, I told you. I said, Jacob, Joseph's waiting on you. 
The Josephs are waiting on you. And now Joseph has arrived. We're just front runners here to help mankind. Trying to show you keys, how to get in. How do you how do we know that? Because all the Josephs were given the gift of love. Some are given the gift of faith, others joy. Very few are given the gift of love from birth. That's the presence of God on a vessel. He birthed himself with you, Joseph, so you wouldn't go into this battle alone. Why do you think your life has been so difficult? God says your life is not your own. So this is it. In Joseph's time, if you know anything, the wise men saw on the night of Abraham's birth, remember God told Abraham, come out from amongst them. He was God's friend. And in their time, it was very, very important to understand how to track with the sun, moon, and stars, what the stars and planets meant, which for us today, it's difficult to ascertain. Okay, hey, Casey. So Joseph, I love Joseph. I was just sitting there niggering back and forth last night with the Lord, and I was like, what does Joseph have to do anything, God? What does he have? He said, everything, everything. Have you been told you're a Joseph? I have. All my life. And I'm thinking, what does that mean? What does that mean? Why do you keep calling me a Joseph? Not that I'm trying to be, but I'm wondering now. I'm just actually, when I first started learning about these things, I started realizing that Joseph's went through hellacious suffering, hellacious testings. Is that you? Where you're, everybody in your family is looking at you and they're like, what are you doing to cause this to happen? I'm not doing nothing. Did your family ask that of you? <laughs> I did. I had my mom come to me. She said, do we need to get you counseling? Well, now I do. Now I need it. They're all going through all this stuff. Good Lord. Anyway, <clears throat> we made it through. What did Joseph do? He learned to tell time. He was an expert timekeeper. He was a son, a true son of Issachar. And he realized that each of the constellations, check this out. Listen to me. I've been teaching you. If you heard from my Chris, my friend Chris Carter, he's now deceased. He died last summer. But Chris taught us about the Maseroth. And Joseph understood that the constellations were represented on earth. Check this out. By his brother's names. Joseph's brothers, all the 12 tribes of Israel, were represented in the stars. So if that's the truth, then guess what? That means you have a tribe. You got to find your tribe and come out of the old by and by, out of the flesh, out of the zodiac clock. It's the devil's heart. And that's where you get your new start. But then you got to overcome the tribal weaknesses. Mm. Not just your own, but your tribal weaknesses. Because even those guys had flaws. We saw that in the way they treated Joseph. But then there are the four. It's Asher. I'm going to say it's Issachar, Simeon, and Manasseh. Those are the four doubles. Those are your four opportunities per year to catch up where you've gotten behind. But the brothers, Joseph's brothers, they had a few issues. Our brothers sometimes have issues. Sometimes they get stuck in being a Jacob. Didn't, uh, didn't we at one time? We all come out of being a Jacob. So Jacob, Joseph's, the Josephs are waiting on you. They're waiting on you to come on through. Come on, come on out of your old and into your new. So this is revealing because the dreams didn't go over very well with his family. 
when Joseph revealed those to him. Have your family members or people around you been saying, I don't get you. You're kind of weird like that. You're just kind of, you're just too radical for me. You're just too full of Jesus. Even though I prayed you through, even though we prayed for you because you were lost as a goose in a hailstorm at one time, but now you're too radical. You're wanting us to come through. What's gotten into you? Who do you think you are? We're not bowing down to you. We know more than you. I'm like, really, guys? Not that, not that I think that, but I'm just like, I'm just trying to help you, Jacob. I'm fixing to slap you upside your head if you don't start listening to a thing or two. Anyway, so this is Joseph. But Joseph was a true son of Issachar. He was a true son of Issachar. And if you know anything about him, he knew how to follow God within the thing. Did God give you a test? Did he give you a dream? And, and he, he taught him how to keep pursuing that dream, even through suffering. And, and so that one day God would make him live like a king. Oh, yes. So, okay, let's get back on this part of the conversation. So don't linger in Elam. Don't linger in Elam. You don't want to be. You want to be a sojourner in the land. You don't want to be a pilgrim. You're not a residence there. And um, you're not going to complain to God. You're not going to get stuck there because you're not going to get stuck in old manner, right? You're going to get into your there, there, right? Right? So this is, if when you get stuck in these mindsets like that, that's spirits of entitlement, by the way. And, and if you know anything about God, God doesn't owe us anything but to love us. It is, it's called to love us. This is why the Israelites stayed slaves for 400 years because they refused to change. And it's why it's what religion causes you to do, to stay enslaved. And that's exactly what the devil wants for you. So if you know how religious people are, let's go back. They're good time Charlies. Not all, most, some. They're fence sitters and they're double minded because they're fleshly based. And so you want to get out of that place if you want to come out and through. Let's move on. Never going anywhere, but get a move on. It's time to get free. Again, go purchase our deliverance package so you can climb again and you can watch them on your Wednesday night groups or whatever. We just put them up on our website, ezekiels-wheel.org. They're called Death, Deadly Charged. Go buy that series. It's worth the money. I'm And it's expensive. I'm going to prepare you for that. But we paid a price to learn about this revelation. But it's going to get you somewhere fast. And I include, uh, as another part of the package, um, a huge deliverance session that we start training you in how to train your leaders in. So you don't want to just focus on the generational cursings. You want to focus on the emotions that the people are going through today, every day. And we've got a system for that. Thank you so much, Cynthia. So go check that out. That's for you. But also remember, for those of you who like to share videos not made by you, the Lord says, be careful. You can draw the cursings for not honoring the Lord on the prophet. Be careful of that, please. Especially since the revelation is not yours. Honor God because honor is a huge thing here. It's a huge thing in this place of kingdom. Okay? We don't have a problem telling you that. So let's go back. The difficult place that Israel found themselves in, and this is the place that a lot of the body, a lot of those being tested are now finding themselves in, is the place where the water or the presence of God gushed out. Is the presence starting to be poured out on you? Um, it's the place where the Israelites called the place of testing or the place of arguing. <clears throat> 
Because the people argued with Moses and the leaders, or they really what they were doing was they were questioning God uh, about whether God was going to take care of them or not. And your own heart condition determines what you believe. So they had to make up their mind. Are we going to stay here in the flesh in the old by and by? Are we going to come out from amongst them, Abraham? And we're going to step into real kingdom power. That's where God's trying to get you to enter in. Which takes us to Matthew 22, 1 through 33. And it says the enemies always question the truth. Your enemies are always going to question you. If they did it to Jesus, they'll do it to you. Because the Pharisees were always trying to get Jesus in trouble with Rome. They were always trying to ensnare him. People are always trying to find fault with people that have tremendous faith in God. They're always trying to question you. So they could, they wanted to do it to Jesus actually to have him arrested and tried. But the Lord says, how can mortal men question me and when? What arrogance? What arrogance and what sin? What sin? And then Jesus turned around and asked them a key question. Who's your Lord? Who's your Lord? Who, are you serving yourselves or truly serving me? Because by now you should be able to see what I see, seeing into a holy reality instead of through the demonic flesh all the time, but instead into the divine. And so when Jesus is truly the Lord of your life, you don't have a problem trusting him no matter where you're entering in, into testing or the looks of trouble. What is your faith in? Yourself or the king? Again, your heart conditions determine these, these things. And when we have faith in God, we don't worry about tomorrow because we have faith in the king. So our suffering doesn't really look like or feel like it's as bad as long as we have him. The people who lack or people who argue, they lack humility. And what they're really struggling with is rebellion. I don't care how long you've been in a church. Because if you know you've heard the king, it's your place to get into position and quit whining. Because God says it in his words. When we question, especially if it's a warning from the Lord, if you question a prophet and you know you've heard the Lord through them you're as good as dead I'm not saying that's going to happen to these people because of their disobedience here but that can be the end outcome especially when God's demanding that you change but sometimes I think honestly just admitting that we don't know everything is actually an act of humility and it actually opens up new pathways to wisdom instead of us always trying to figure out a thing. We're not going to understand God's ways, guys. We're not. And I think that's part of the trust test is that these new terms that we're learning about the Maseroff and about time and the planets and all this stuff. And then we're on top of that having to learn how to battle crazy witchcraft and not just witchcraft to the occult, witchcraft in the church. <clears throat> it's it's mind-boggling to me it's absolutely mind-boggling but that's because these people won't get free from their flesh so they're still trying to play god even through fivefold giftings over other people and god's like who's god in your life me or you who is it which brings us to psalms 27 1 through 6 so people that this is me just saying this actually people that Demand to stay in control 
you know what they're really struggling with? <clears throat> struggling with fear. Fear is false evidence appearing real. And I don't know what makes people think, <clears throat> pardon me, if I control this, then I can keep this from harming me. If I can just control these people, if I can just control this circumstance, I can keep it from hurting me. Guess who's not in control? You can't control people around you. You can't control the circumstances of the world. I do not know what gets into people sometimes. I think people have lost their ever-loving minds. But Lord's saying, what are you afraid of today? What are you afraid of? And let me tell you why that's important. This may just seem meaningless for me to ask you that. Let me tell you why that's incredibly important for me to ask you that. Because if you don't know what makes you afraid, do you know that what you fear can come upon you? It's a spiritual law. Remember, I told you, and God told you, I didn't tell you anything, but God said in 2023, even in 2024, the laws were narrowing. So you've got to deal with these things. You have to deal with you. You absolutely have to if you want to come out and through. So are you afraid of the darkness, the current world's circumstance? Because the flesh makes a heart afraid when you refuse to change. But when you have Christ, the presence of God, you've come up in love, you've gotten free from you. There's no fear in true love. Perfect love casts down all fear. That's why he's trying to draw you near, guys. Come on. It's not a hard thing. It's not hard. Because true love cast it out where none of these fear laws can touch you. He's trying, God is out strategizing his enemy who's trying to touch you. <clears throat> and some of these people are just helping him right on now. Hey, come on into my house. Come on. Come on. It's all, it's a free-for-all over here. Come on. I'm like, and then they 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 go to leaders. I'm like, will you please pray for me? Will you please pray? For me? What did you do to do this? What, what did you give? Did you give him permission? All right. You need to get out of the fear, though. You've got to deal with you because in dealing with you, you come on through. And so, in the new, also helps you to quit getting mad at people. Are the truth prophets trying to help you? And so it's time, if we say we're gods, that we truly walk in the divine, if we're going to be a part of his kingdom. Lest we hear that old conversation that says, Lord, Lord, depart from me. I never knew you. We need to come into the true and living king because of our disobedience, or because our disobedience is why the world is suffering. And it's why so many haven't taken their place and come out of their own ways. Lord says, do it and see what I'll do for you. I am your Savior. I am a place of refuge. And when we dwell in his spirit, when we abide in him while he abides in us, he's faithful every time. And by the way, did I tell you that God is undefeatable? He's undefeatable. He's non-containable. He's unshakable. Why do you think he wants to put his glory on you? That's a loving dad. That's why he wants to bring you through. So as we wrap up today, God's saying, I got you. I've got you. 
But he also wants to talk to you about adultery and how it can hinder you. Again, you can't serve two masters. You can't serve you, the flesh, or saying you're God's best. You, you can't have it both ways. You have to enter into the trust test. You absolutely have to. And it's going to cost you something. And you're probably going to start experiencing heavy warfare like most of us do. But it's so worth it because it does subside, guys. As you as you come out of the old by and by, as you come up into the presence of the king, guess whose presence starts shielding it away from you? Again, that's the purpose of the glory. But this is Proverbs 6, 20 through 26, a warning against adultery. It says, my son, keep your father's command and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Bind them always on your heart and fasten them around your neck. And when you walk, they'll guide you. When you sleep, they'll watch over you. When you wake, they'll speak to you. For this command is a lamp. This teaching is a light and correction and instruction are the way to life. Keeping you from your neighbor's wife, from the smooth talk of a wayward woman. Don't lust in your heart after her beauty or let her captivate you with her eyes. For a prostitute can be had for a loaf of bread and another man's wife prays, P-R-E-Y, on your very life. You break spiritual laws. You break spiritual laws and it can cost you. It can cost you. I've seen that happen, actually. Where people, especially when they're fivefold and they have giftings, high-level callings, and they get caught up in that stuff. And it can cost them their very life. So I'm going to leave you with that. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And we hope to get this stuff worked out. But this is such a better format, a better platform to use. So anyway, we love you guys. And we'll see you guys on Tuesday. And until then, go have yourself a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.